Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. episode 139 of another Woodshop podcast the first episode of 2023 where despite it being a new year we continue to have the same resolution 1920 by 1080 what's going on boys ah what what? (laughs) Uh, despite those horrible jokes (laughs) we still have patrons and we also have vip patrons and in fact we have a new vip big thanks to malcolm at bossa nova woodworks for joining the meh army He's actually when you when you're a VIP patron, you're actually a four star general in the man. You army. are, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a fact. You get, I don't know, something a pension, but also a big thanks to uh, <laughs> a pin. Uh, big thanks to uh, yeah, a watch after 25 years. Uh, big thanks to Alexander <laughs> Copajohns, Jake Miller, Jake Conian, Justin from Calvary Customs, Christian Tongue, uh, Michael Flickinger, Square Splinter, and Tim from Lock City Woodworks. You guys are all four-star generals in our hearts. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. So much. Pete, I can't believe... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't believe I didn't catch this before. I can't believe things. If you would have mentioned Malcolm's name somewhere in the the midsection there, we could have called him Malcolm in the middle. (laughs) You know what? And this is why you guys keep coming back year after year for this fire content. You're welcome. Dan, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, um, I I approached the guys this week with a crazy idea. I said, let's do a goals for 2023. And uh, I didn't tell them about this part, but I actually listened back to last year's end of the year episode, beginning of the year episode. Why do you Uh, hate yourself? It was really terrible. I listened at one and a half times speed because I just needed to get through it. (laughs) Um, And I just want you to know, guys, like 2021 was rough. We went into 2022 with really high hopes. Like here, here's some, here's a little flashback. Please. Betty White just passed away. We made the whoa, white Betty oh. joke. Yeah. She had just <laughs> passed. Um, Why we are you about breaking head, my heart like this, We were man? about to head to Mike's for the semi-exact tour. That never happened. And Good time. It gets, right. guys, wait, it gets darker. It gets worse. Dan tried to grow a mustache. It's the Dirty oh, Sanchez yeah. episode. <laughs> that was, yeah. Also, it was the first Dirty time. Danches. Dirty Danches. Also, it was the I first time. I did not come over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla was so dirty. bad. Oh, she was dirty. not happy she about so the bad. Dirty Danches. And uh, Dan, that was also when you had just flattened a door and it cupped a year ago. Yeah. Oh, that was, I'm going to go throwback. tomorrow. I'm heading over to that house to <laughs> rat out the, the hinge mortises for on the door jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god stole more work with that door it's been a like literally a saga but what i really want to talk about is you know we're going to be talking about our goals for this year and um i reached out to some of our our regulars that used to call in all the time and i was like hey no pressure would love to hear about your goals or like whatever and and i want you to call in if you have something to add for this year but i wanted to talk about the goals that we set last year and i'm kind of proud of ourselves so dan i'm gonna start with you because your words were literally, uh, you just want to grow and not go backwards. You don't like to set goals. That's literally all you said. 
But look at you. You've grown your business. You've taken on an hey, look assistant, at that. I made it. an unpaid assistant of their free will. Yeah, I don't, I don't in pay the shop. Yeah. Uh, but like you were looking to grow. And over the next couple of months, you absolutely blew up your Etsy shop. You've been growing like crazy. You passed me on Etsy. And I'd say you did not go backwards, man. Like that's pretty dope. I did okay. I'm pretty I'm okay. pretty happy with where I ended up. Uh Etsy is far more successful. I hate to use that word. I don't know if I can use that word or not. Uh, it does far better than I than I anticipated, that's for sure. Um yeah, and I took on some some help. Uh, yeah. Although he left me. He's leaving me for 3 months. He's He He'll left me. Back. Yesterday was his he last was day. Back. Uh it, but it was it was it was nice having him with me for the time I had him. I had him from what August to January. So Dude, having a lot really of nice. extra pair of hands is is really nice. You know what i I didn't I couldn't see how it would work in my tiny shop. Right, I have a tiny two car garage shop, and I I get it. I understand a lot of people would kill for a two car garage shop, but when you're working and you're doing several projects at once, and you're kind of you're working around all those machines because I do have a lot of machines in that tiny space. Uh, and you know, it, it, I could, I couldn't see how it would be feasible to work with another human in there, but we made it work and it, it, it was nice. It was nice. It was just, it was extra motivating to have somebody in there, you know, working with me because I felt like I had to be in there to, to keep there. things One going. One person to disappoint. Right. So <laughs> it was actually, it was, it was more helpful in more ways than one. So, yeah. Heck yeah, man. So, very proud of you. Uh, speaking of nice also job, bringing on help, Mike, you were, your goal for last year, you wanted to obviously scale your business and do more staffing. You were talking about, you you, you were thinking about bringing Sean on full-time and also bringing on Matt. And, like, look at you now. You're, like, what, three employees in now? Yeah, Matt and Two Sean are full-time. They're, like, the core yeah. crew. We got Justin now is part-time. Um, he is, I know, I... For now, I don't know. Still, you brought the two. I don't guys know, like I don't know, like what the plan is. Yeah, but they're on full time. But like Justin is going to be probably f- full time faster than I. I think he will be. But yeah, right now he's part time, and um, I'll talk about Morton on the bench. But we're like actually in like a really nice position right now with things. I mean, it's actually like a, the pace isn't so crazy. I'm not so stressed in the shop like I was for the last like five months. Um, but I kind of feel crazy like that's lead up to the holidays. Not... You're ironically got slower around the holidays than everyone else. <laughs> like Who got slower? You got slow. Well, not slower. You caught no, up. I was slammed. Are you kidding well, you me? Slammed, I, I just like got caught even... up at, I, guess, I was like never been more stressed in my life than I right, have been. Well, but during uh, the, no, but in but Pete's like, defense, during that Christmas episode, you were really chill I, and I calm seen you because that calm in months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, during the holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The holiday. Like we literally got done like the week yeah, yeah. before Christmas. Like like everything got cut. I didn't take on any holiday stuff this year. Um, I literally got done like <laughs> the week yeah. before Christmas. And but like but uh, so like you were talking about you know bringing the guys on full time, scaling your business. You screwed, scaled your business like crazy. You put a shop down on your property. Uh, you said mm-hmm. you're also going to chase YouTube. You started working with Peter, got all those videos out, which are really good. Go check them out. Dan and Mike have been putting out a lot of content on YouTube. Make sure to check out those videos. Um, I mean, you were talking about getting your like install license, which you ended up getting that just, but we you guys both killed that. it. We don't talk about it, but like, but he got it. He got all the goals he set. You know, he said, you're like you said last year, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the same way this year. 
You're a very goal-driven person. You hit your goals. I think the only goal you didn't hit was you did not get the Christmas tree farm up. But yeah, that's not gonna be. But that's like, not gonna that be just has now. to get backburnered so fast. <laughs> no, it's not that it's not gonna be. It's just it's 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 just I can't More think about it right things now. Right there's now, just man. too many other things. Yeah, totally. there's just too much other stuff going on. Like there's way too many other things. Like that was like a that was like a fun hobby, <laughs> but now it's like my free time is 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 eaten up by just kind of trying to stay on top of everything with the property. It's so yeah. it's so much property to maintain. It's just a lot. So um, I don't have the time that I want for that. But I'm working towards We're it. Working towards it. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that in the goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so um, and then so. me. So for me, my big thing was I wanted to lean heavier into automation, 3D printing, laser work, uh, and I did. I went from three 3D printers to nine, and I went. Wait, you from... bought six 3D printers all last year? Yes. Man. <laughs> yeah. It was a big, crazy first half of the year. I grew a lot real fast. Um, So I got all those printers with most of the profits off the holidays. It was just like, all right, I can do it more and I need it to keep up. So I leaned heavier into automation. Especially, I also got more machines because I wanted to be able to do more all at once and then take breaks instead of constantly having to run the machines 24-7. So I was able to stockpile a little bit. Um, I did that. I upgraded my laser to the uh, Laguna EX, which I've wanted to for years. And I honestly, that was my goal for that year, but I didn't think I was going to get it last year. And we were able to make it work, upgrade the shop with that. Super excited because that thing is, was, it was honestly, it was pinnacle for my holiday sales. Uh, I would not be able to cut as many items as I wanted to for the holidays. And I would have made a, a fraction of the money I made this holiday season because all of, most of the stuff that I sold around the holidays was laser cut. And then the la- last like goal I had, I just kind of threw it out at the end. I was like, I want to hit 40 followers on IG. Or for, I'm sorry, 40,000. 40,000. <laughs> I got Ooh, 40 big goals. Yeah. So 40,000 followers. Set them low. I'm at 44K. So hey, I hit the nice goal. Job. Yeah. The only goal nice, we didn't really dude. hit is me and Emma were going to start a podcast. We're still going to start a podcast. That's <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, yeah. The couple months. hustle. I forgot about yeah, that. Still uh, on the books. We've just been busy, but there's some stuff about my goals for this year that will include that. So, guys. Mike and did... I can pretend to be a couple and we'll be your Absol- first guest. Oh, you guys will kill it. Mm-hmm. You guys totally like. Dan, I'm sorry. You're definitely the bottom on that one. That's it's okay. Just I'm okay beard, with right? that. It's just a beard. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like Mike's, being the bottom. <laughs> Mike's got Less a power top beard. But I, hey, I gotta say though, I'm really what? proud of us. We this conversation edit all of this out. <laughs> no, we, nope. Listen, we set some goals last year, uh, and we killed it. We we actually hit all our goals. We grew our businesses. We got to the next step. I think we got to aim even higher because we really are able to do what we want to set our minds to do. So with that, why don't we jump into what's on the bench and talk about our goals a little bit. Uh, Mike, I'll let well, let's talk about our goals and then jump on our yeah, bench. How about that? that? I think it's kind of just, it's different. So let's, I mean, Dan's, Dan's will go super quick because he doesn't like goals. So Dan, yeah, it's easy to hit your goals when you don't yeah. set goals. It's not Boom. how this works. That's not how any of this works. Okay. <laughs> Pete, let's talk about no, our goals. Dan can, hear it, like, Dan can <laughs> timestamp for when he wants to put Dan, silly, silly clown noises in and stuff. Well, <laughs> why don't we do this? Mike, I want to hear your goals. Dan, you think about your life I'm and thinking. your choices. Thinking. Go. <laughs> um, so my goals this year is I'd really like to be able to provide my employees. So it's weird because I have a goal to imply to provide my employees with health insurance. Uh, but it, right now it's just Matt. Like Sean doesn't need health insurance because his spouse has a government job and has really great medical insurance. So it's kind of like one of these things where like I just kind of want to do as like a 
owner of a business goal kind of thing. I don't know. It's kind of maybe it's not even necessary, but maybe maybe instead of that, I'll just help cover like sp- give Matt money to offset his costs. But either way, providing um, health benefits is something I'd really like to do for my employees. Um, and having that as a package as part of employment for the company would be something that'd be really attractive to bring employees on. Yeah. So I'd like to do that. Um, and I would also like to kind of set my position because I have an S corp. So I need to actually set up a structured salary for myself, which I do not have. Um, I've been kind of just like investing everything into the business. So like, I mean, I've been paying myself, but like not like a set salary. So that's something I'd like to work on for this year. And we'd like to get the P&L sheet figured out and everything. We're going to get all the projections figured out probably in the next few months and set me with like an actual salary. Um, So that's something I want to do. Actually, I don't really care about doing it, but it's a goal I need to get done because it's something I need to do for my business. Um, The other thing is, is I'd like to kind of pull myself out of the day-to-day more. I don't really want to do the day-to-day stuff that often. I just kind of want to build stuff. That's all I want to do. Like just the cool stuff. Like I just want to be a part of the, I want to sell all the work and I want to be in charge of QA, like what goes out the door. I want to make sure I put in my eyes on everything because my name's on it. Uh, that's kind of what I want to do, but I don't want to really want to like, I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to build that stuff. Like the shelves, <clears throat> honestly, Matt's essentially taken over that entire project, that entire contract. Matt just kind of runs with it. Uh, the Redwood cookies, Sean can do entirely by himself with an assistant which is what Justin has become has become kind of Sean's assistant for that. So um, those are our two main contracts. There's more contracts coming uh, with that customer. So we're kind of trying to figure out uh, operational space. So that kind of leads into my biggest goal for the year, which is to build a very large building on my property. Um, I I don't know if that's going to happen this year because it is a lot. It's not just a lot of money. The money isn't so much of a deal as much as um, making it actually happen. (laughs) Like, it's really hard to make those things happen in, in this county and in this state. And it just takes a lot of coordination. And I'm so busy with the business that it's really hard to develop, to devote like months and months of time to getting this done. So it's probably just going to take a long while, which is fine. Um, but I really need space really bad. We're already like out of space. Like we're trying to pack up and ship these 20 redwood cookies and they're literally scattered throughout both buildings while we're trying to package them up. It's a nightmare. So I'm, I'm actually looking at buying another shipping container. I'm looking at buying another, but a 40 foot one this time that we're going to put next to the 20 footer just to store the cookies and the packaging material for them. So we're going to, we're going to build racks in there. We're going to build racks down one side. Racks on on front of it is where racks on racks baby no we're gonna do uh we're gonna do racks down one side we're gonna do a little desk up front where we um where we can finish them and then they can go onto the racks and we're just trying to figure out solutions like it's just like constantly having to tack on solutions to this operation and it's tough right now like i just need a big open space where i can build my business inside of it and then bouncing from building to building sucks like it just straight up sucks like we have the finishing booth which is nice to have a finishing booth. I understand that. But uh, it sucks having to take a f- unfinished piece outside to another building, uh, especially when it's dumping rain. Uh, it's a nightmare. We have to plan everything. Like we have to put tarps over things and take them to the other building. It's a nightmare, especially when you have 
200 or shelves just, you need to spray. Yeah. Walking a big piece across so, an uneven surface and having that risk of like falling and dropping it. Yeah, that that is definitely a pain too. And then sometimes we'll like take a piece out and then like a bug will just land on it and die. Uh, and it's like, ah, oh, now I got to resand the spot. You know, it's just like super dumb stuff. So I just want to be, I don't want to deal with it anymore. So um, we did kind of make one of the problems going from the main building to the CNC building. That issue is kind of gone now with we put a door in finally that took too long, but put a door in between. So it's, that is almost not, they're almost like one building now, yeah. but it still isn't one building there. It's not one building. It's almost like one building. So it's just, it still has its uh, limitations. And the other kind of bummer thing that you don't really think about is Matt spends his entire day in the CNC building. And he, <clears throat> if we don't have anything to do over there, he doesn't see anyone. He's by himself the whole day, which oh, so kind of sucks, you know, and, and we don't, I don't get, get a little to friend see Matt. To play with? Well, I mean, we go in there and stuff, but like, I mean, really, it's not, it's not, it's not like ideal. I don't want him to have to be in there by himself all day long. You know, it's kind of low. It is lonely, you know, and he's doing like, he's doing his work and Matt doesn't really care. But for me, I'd rather have it be like a more of a, more of a culture environment where like we get yeah. to commiserate with each other and be with each other. So ping uh, pong kind of sucks table. being, mm. yeah, Boy, that's we had room for ping pong Solid table. walnut ping pong table. Yeah. Leather fence. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Leather mm-hmm. That would be sick. Do the, uh. Do the uh, what's his name? Jory Brigham, the Jory yeah, Brigham yeah, ping pong yeah. table made of walnut. Yeah, that'd be sick. Exactly. Um, oh, did he do that? Yeah, with the, yeah, Jory did with one the out of leather. walnut. It's dope. Of course, he did. Yeah. Of course, yeah, it's dope. Um, so yeah, new building's kind of the biggest goal, but kind of pulling myself out of the day to day and more like lifting up my employees to be in more of positions of. I don't want to say the word of ownership, but like taking on, you know, tasks within the business work. Cause I know I can trust them and then paying them what they deserve to do. That is kind of, is my goal. Listen, so Mike, paying them there's to one thing I like learned on about working company. at like corporate jobs for years is that nothing brings up spirits more than a pizza party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really shows them their value. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pizza forget party. holiday that's, bonuses. That, no one wants that. That gets pizza yeah, no party. One wants bonuses. Yeah. Pizza parties are lame, man. <laughs> So lame. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are things. But then my other thing is, is now with, with, uh, with, with the cinematographer, with our videographer, you know, with Peter involved, you know, um, I really want to lean into YouTube and I really want to get back into, I mean, I got, when I got into all this, my plan was I want to do content and I want to do, I have a furniture business and I have a furniture business and it's kind of on its way. It's on a good track right now to where it's sustainable. <clears throat> I want to be able to focus on content really bad. And with Peter, that is an option now. It just was not an option because I couldn't put content out onto the platform that I actually care about, which is YouTube. So uh, now we're actually able to get out content. And I don't know what's going to happen with the channel, but I really have high hopes for the channel. So uh, me and Peter's goal is both to hit that channel to 100,000 by this year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's our goal. And we really want, I mean, we're seeing really good growth now and we're seeing really high CTR and we're still figuring everything out, but we just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, And, you know, truth be told, Peter's very expensive. Uh, He is, (laughs) Peter. Sorry, I have to. Stop. Don't do it again. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, but Peter, Peter's like a highly paid professional he's a tv and movie professional this is what he like he makes good money doing this he is investing his time into this thing that we're building together like he and i both have skin in this game like i run a furniture business i'm taking time out of my day sometimes 16 hours a week to build this youtube channel he's doing the same you know he actually he's doing more than that he's actually putting more time in than i am because he's there filming it with me he also has to edit it for at least a day so he's putting more time into this so 
for me, this isn't something that I need for it to work really well just for me. I need it to work really well for Peter as well because I need him to have money coming out of this thing. So, um, cause otherwise he'll just have to stop. You know, I, I need him to make the money that he needs to make out of it. So we're trying to figure out how to leverage all that stuff. And we're both very patient, but we have goals for sure with that. And, you know, a hundred thousand is what we want for the year. Can I ask you, so. have you, have you set like a deadline with Peter on like, okay, if, if we're not at this point mm-hmm. in this point of time, should we throw in the towel or, or mm-hmm. is yeah, that, we have. okay. So yeah, we've, we've hit goal. We've hit, we've, we've had those discussions for sure. So those discussions are, everything's been discussed. Uh, we've been very clear about what we want and we're both very patient. I mean, we both are very excited too. Like every time, every time we start working on a new video, we're kind of figuring out our, um, cadence and how we work together and we're getting faster and faster. Like we, we literally built and filmed that desk in two days. I mean, that's pretty, I'm really impressed with that. Like me and Sean built that desk in two days. It was a slab of wood to build a desk with a cabinet in two business days. And Peter came and filmed all of it. And in between that, Peter and I filmed like three other videos. While while like glue ups were happening, we filmed, we filmed a jig video. We filmed a video for uh, the shaper. We filmed the video for Festool and we started a video for, well, anyway, we got four, we got five videos done over a two day period. Like we got four videos done and, and another one started. So we're, we're getting into like a That's really impressive. good rhythm where I come in with an outline and I have everything ready. Like I have, here's the videos we're going to work on right now. Here's what we can get to. And if I have the whole thing broken out and then as we're going, what Peter does is he asks the questions that a viewer would ask. And then he interviews me for the talking head portion of it. And that's what becomes the talking head portion of the video. So if there's like a, if a, there's a viewer question, like I, you know, he becomes the viewer and then he's, it, he kind of asked the question, but we're trying not to pose it as me answering a question as much as me stating, making a statement that would answer that question. Not like, hey, why is there a miter here? I'm not going to say, well, there's a miter here because I'm going to say, hey, we put this miter here. Because, you know, it's just kind of addressing yeah. this uh, viewer question. It's felt so very natural so far in the videos. It's been very. Yeah. Fluid. we're and, and Peter, if you watch the videos, they're short. Like they're not, there's no fat. Peter cuts out all the, f- anyway. Sorry, I'm going on a total tangent here. The point is, is content is a very, is something I really, really want to lean into finally in a way that I'm really excited about. So I'm really excited about content. Um, I'm excited about YouTube and I really want to see where we can do with that. And I've got a lot of brands that are very excited about the YouTube channel as well. Like I'm really excited that the relationships I've built with some of these brands, um, they're seeing me make an investment in YouTube and they're showing excitement on it, which is very exciting. So um, really excited for what the future of that could become. I don't know if what it will become, but that one feels a lot more tenuous than the stuff with the business. The business stuff, I feel like I have a better grasp on than the content because I just I'm just trying to figure it out. So anyway, Pete, what about you? All right, so uh, I haven't really thought about this at all, but here's my list. Um, so obviously, g- grow the business. Like grow the business is a is a thing. I. I kind of for a while was kind of going back and forth with the whole like, I want to go full time. I want to quit my job. But then like, I really like my job, you know, and as long as I can continue to maintain maintain that while growing my business, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and then one day, hopefully make that very smooth transition to just, all right, I'm done. I can just replace my income and do my thing. So the main goal is to keep growing a business. I do want to scale it up every year over year. I've been making more and more and more um, this year being no exception. So like 2023, I definitely want to grow it because I have some bigger goals. And and um, one of the things that's been helping me out more is I kind of started this pre 
Christmas, like as I was wrapping up my final days is I started structuring my days a little better and really dedicating the time. Uh, I forget what the principle is called, but like when you fill the time you are given to do a task, if you are told to do something in an hour, you'll get it done in an hour. If you give yourself three hours for a 45 minute task, it'll take you three hours. So I've been trying to get a little better with structuring my time and actually saying like, I'm working this time. This is my administrative time. And then I'm going to get in the shop for these amount of hours and then leaving and not just being like, well, I could still do another hour and a half in the shop and be burned out the next day. I'm actually saying like, no, I said, I'm going to be done at 11. I'm going to go wind down and then be in bed before 1230. So I've been trying to get a little better with that. That's actually really been making a huge impact on my day to day. Uh, and I think it's going to help me structure my, what is a side gig turn almost like a second full-time job, be a little more structured like a full-time job so that I'm not burning myself out. I'm, I'm literally scheduling relax and chill time into that so that I'm not burning out every day. So I think that's going to be good because otherwise I'll just work until I'm exhausted and then I'll feel like I still have to hang out for 30 minutes to an hour before I go to bed to relax. So it's not healthy, but I've been doing that. It's been working great. I'm really excited about it. I'm also incorporating, um, Emma into a lot more of my work. That was one of my goals for last year is having her help me out with some of the administrative, some of the emails. So she's helped me write some emails, do some brands. Is she a, is she a willing participant here? Yes. Or? No, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Blink once. Just, just yes. checking. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been helping out and um, we've actually been talking about uh, potentially her doing a, uh, essentially a change in her career. She, she teaches, but she teaches an hour away. So she drives an hour away multiple times or four or five times a week or four times a week right now. And like, that's a lot. So she's looking to maybe do some uh, like remote work and work from home and change careers. And and one of that is actually her starting her own like freelancing gig where she does a lot of like Canva work, a lot of editing work for people that she does for friends and family. Now we're going to be pivoting that into a business and I'm actually incorporating that into my business. Um, so she's my COO of the company uh, now. But I'm getting her more involved, and it's really great. She's been helping me revamp some of my uh, Etsy listings, some of my SEO, uh, and I'm going to try to train her more on that because she's actually opened up her Etsy shop too. So that's really cool. So we're going to be uh, kind of running that side by side. Um, aside from that, um, I need to start <laughs> – this kind of kicked me in the butt about two weeks ago. I was like, all right, I need to I need to think about my goals for next year. And then I thought back to my goals from the year before that, and I was like, okay – I want to have my shop built on my property within five years. And then I immediately yelled at myself in my head going, what are you talking about, dude? It's been a year. You have four years. You can't reset the clock. You can't say five years again a year later. Why five years? Just I just, that that was the goal I said. We moved in and I said, in five years, I want to have a shop fully built, all tools moved in, insulated everything. Uh, And this year I was thinking like, oh yeah, I got five years for that. No, you don't. Start thinking about it. Start working on it. Start setting money aside. Start talking to the city. Start talking to the electrical companies. So that's the goal for this year is we're going to start planning. Can I give out. you a word of advice? Yes, please. Get a general contractor. Don't do any of that stuff. Oh, no. Just I don't want do to like build it myself. I just watched Cremona's video for him doing his show. Well, you don't need to watch. You don't need to get. You he don't need to talk a Menards to kit. Just get a, <laughs> Did you, by the way, get, Cremona just get got a, a Menards kit. Did you know that? Menards yeah, I watched that bar. video. <laughs> but no, I, the, uh, I agree. Just, I, get, a, just I get a general contractor to handle all that for you. It's just a waste of time. Oh, they you, know oh, what you're they're taling doing. about the Wait, actual they know how to licensing, deal with the county. city, county, all that stuff? 
You're yeah, done. you pay them like twelve hundred bucks. They go do it all for you. Mm. They'll go do it. Like they'll pull all the permits. They know how to deal with all those bozos down there. They'll go pull the permits. They'll get all the licensing for you. It's all just just pay them to do it. And guys, look I'm at that. I'm not going to do any just of like that. that. I'm going to pull out like a loan that. and have someone do it. Like I can check that one off my list for this year. I'm doing great so far. I'm ahead of the curve. No, but I'm serious. Like I, didn't, I was gonna. No, honestly, I was gonna call the city, start calling like different places to see what the quotes no, are. Find a spend your time finding a contractor that you you jive with. Okay. See this. This is good. This is good. But I definitely want, I want to start the work. I would love love to break ground on this building this year. Um, but you can the next two and you will. So I think I can do it. Which which kind of lean you know like I. Uh, one of the things I want to do this year is <clears throat> I want to see if I can replace my income, my job, my regular day job income. I'm still going to keep working it, but I want to replace it. I'm getting close, but I'm not like there yet. So if I can, if I can basically double my income every single year, that would be amazing. Uh, and then if I quit my job, it'll be that much easier to make that transition than to take that big leap of faith and like, oh, well, I have no income now going from you know, whatever thousand to 10,000 a year. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to make a nice smart transition where it's, uh, it makes sense for me. And, uh, one thing I'm going to parrot that Mike said is I do want to lean more into YouTube. Uh, I don't have a, uh, videographer or anything like that, but I want to start getting some of these videos out. I do have someone that's going to be helping me out with some editing. Um, and I, my goal would be to, I would love to, I'm about a thousand eighty subs on YouTube. I would love to hit 5,000 subs this year. I think that's a nice, nice, modest, but good goal. Uh, if I put out enough videos, I think I can do it. So that's kind of my thing. And that's going to be a thing that's going to help me elevate my business into the whole, like replacing my income category. Anyways, that's me. That's my year. Dan, I want to hear your full list. Don't give me the um, short version. I don't make goals. <laughs> I don't make goals. Which is what I've said in the past, okay? I don't make goals. Just because goals are so fluid, they can change, and it just it feels overwhelming at times. But I have made some goals for 2023. Dan, can I, Go ahead. Can I cut you off for a sec? Yeah, please do. One of the greatest things Emma ever told me, and she read it somewhere in a book, and this literally helped me reframe my goals, is... She said, the goals don't change, the time frame does. So the goals don't change. Like, you're still going to want to hit those goals. Like, it's okay to oh, set the well, goals. In that it case, might not be in a year. Uh, I want to fly to Mars. Six months. No, I'm serious. I I'm serious. Fly like, to Mars. Like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like, you know, you might even feel you don't hit it in a year. That's what are your goals that you would love to see in your shop? Whether it well, is I thought we were talking about goals for 2023, but I thought we were okay. We're, if you roll, we're switching you, you can use your rollover minutes for 2024. <laughs> Look, last year, like Pete said, I didn't want to make goals because I think goals are silly. But however, I have made goals for 2023. After seeing the growth that I had in 2022, I I feel motivated and I really want to like set goals to. To hit at the end of the 2023. I'm going to drop numbers. And I'm not ashamed of them. They're not astounding numbers. They're not they're not crazy numbers. Uh, they're not numbers that are making me rich. But I will say. I grossed about $50,000 revenue on Etsy. Which just blows my mind. I never thought I would see that number. I, I never had a goal for that number. But seeing that number is like really... 
it's really motivated me to to do more, I feel like. Uh, so with that said, I'd like to double that for 2023. I, that seems a little far off, but hey, why not? I feel like I can do it. And that 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 number nice. you can do it. That number is just from like bow ties and and zero clearance inserts. I'd like to break into the market of like smaller shippable furniture, like end tables, coffee tables, you know, what have you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on that a little bit. Uh, also, like I talked about earlier, I did bring on sort of a helper in Isaiah. He wasn't, he wasn't actually an employee, you know, that's for the IRS. Um, but I'd like to bring on him full time sometime this year. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see what happens. Um, and you know, content has been treating me well too. I'm, I'm making roughly currently about $4,000 a month just in content, which is wild to me. I never thought that would be a thing, but you know what? That could, that could, that's fine and dandy right now. That could, that could all slide away at the drop of a hat. So still great. You really can't, you really can't count on that either, but I would like to grow that. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what the uh, future brings with that. So, and I, I have been focusing on YouTube a little bit like Mike has, but, uh, it's been kind of sporadic. So I'd like to, I'd like to focus more on that and, uh, see what that brings me. Your, your videos have been doing really well. It's been nice to see you pop up. They're more. doing okay. Mics are doing a lot better than mine, they're, but they're doing okay. Hey, they're doing better than zero videos. They are doing better You're than doing zero great. videos. That's for sure. Um, Kidding. But you know how those work too. Like, I mean, you've had it happen. You put a video out there. Oh, yeah. You put a video later, out there explodes. and I mean, three or four months later. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, goals. That's it. That's it for me. I don't. I don't have a lot to talk about there, but there, there we are. And now I'm going to just ask a question about one Please of the ask goals me questions. you had like mid mid year, which was y- you were exploring getting into a new space, like actually renting a space. For oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so is that man, something things, you're still considering? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. If things keep going like they're going, I need to find a bigger and better space absolutely have to i cannot grow anymore if i don't have a bigger space because it is hard af to do what i do in a two-car garage with two people currently so i definitely need a bigger space where i can do multiple things at once and uh on top of that one of the one of the other things that i'd like to do this year is bring on a second cnc a bigger drum sander because a drum sander is vital to what i do and possibly a large laser. So we'll see. Uh, I think 2023 is going to be a big year of big change or bye bye miter saw big station. growth steps or something. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We'll see. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're setting not goal goal thingies, whatever we're going to call them. Uh, ideas. I, cannot, I honestly can't like wait to, to revisit, revisit <sighs> these next year. I hate and saying that I have goals, but you know, I have you goals. You do. Uh, maybe rephrase it. Just call it things you would like. Okay. 
That's just a things cool. I'd like to happen. <laughs> things I'd like to accomplish. Just, things I'd like to have happen with my own actions. We're not calling Mike, them goals. We have to use different words for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pete, I got your text just now. Yeah, I'm gonna do a behind the curtain thing. Yeah, yeah let's not inches. do what's on our bench this week. Oh, yeah. oh that one. <laughs> oh yeah, different, different. Yeah, different we're gonna text. skip what's on a bench because yeah. we kind of like we went heavy into goals this year. And yeah, and like I mean, whatever. Because like last year, it was anyway. a question. Ed Mancini called in with two questions. How dare he? He called in and he asked a question. We just kind of quickly went through it. But I'm really glad we went into it in detail this time because this is gonna be great next year. I'm for I, I'm actually gonna <laughs> read the. I'm gonna read this question first. The 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 write in, and this is from Toma. Basically, Toma, sorry you couldn't call in, buddy. He's not feeling well. Uh, he asked us if you could never do woodworking. What would you do, Dan? Oh, I told you in the pre-show, hand modeling. You think I was joking? Hand no, modeling. I don't. Fun fact: Dan was the thing in a New Wednesday show. <laughs> what, Netflix. Yeah, I was. He's, work, he's working on his verified check mark. The creepy and the crawly. I don't know. That's a that's a really tough question. I don't know. Um, I I'd probably go back to photography. I guess I. I Whatever I would do, it would be something that I can do for myself and, and not have to work for somebody else. I'll tell you that much. So you still be a business owner. Word. Yeah, Pete. Um, I I am in a very fortunate position of my most of my financial growth has come from 3D printing and basically Dogecoin. robot and Dogecoin, uh, which by the way, I checked recently. It was not doing well, not doing well. Mm. But um came from, you know, robots working for me. And I'm assuming if I couldn't do woodworking with something like maybe I'm not to be like too dark, but like I can't walk or I can't use my hand or hands or maybe there's a whatever. Um, I would still try like kind of how Dan says, I would still try to lean into some kind of like business ownership. And the nice thing is I've established myself as 3D printing and modeling and all that. And that you don't need too many skills once you got the work modeled out and everything. So there's potential there. So I'd probably just stick to the thing, you know, walk away from woodworking and stick to 3D printing and modeling and uh, more more computer work. Mike, what about you? Uh, man, that's a really tough question. It is really um, tough. If I hadn't gotten to woodworking, I'd probably have stayed at my family's business and never learned how much I love being self-employed and running my own yeah, business. Right. So um, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it a million times. I'm so thankful to woodworking for what it's brought to my life. And uh, it's taught me a lot about myself and given me a passion. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a sad thing to think about if I did, if I wasn't yeah. able to do woodworking or it never came along. So Dan, wait, you're uh, answered. Yep. What a dummy. I could answer again Whoops. if you want. He said the sex no. sand model thing. Yeah. <laughs> This first question, well, this second question, this first yeah. voicemail is from Adam Barnett. Hey guys, Adam here from Barnett Builds. Happy New Year. So it's 2023 and I hope somebody asks you what your goals for the new year are and if you guys achieved your goals from last year and, and all that stuff. Uh, I figure someone will, so I'm not going to ask that question. But if they didn't, you can count that as a question. <laughs> so my question is about my goals. I moved... And I moved the whole shop and I got a new job and everything all at once, like life hit hard. So Barnett Builds was basically just put on hold. I 
didn't take commissions and I shut down the Etsy shop pretty much completely. And now I want to get that going again. What do you guys recommend as the best way to jumpstart my Etsy shop? Uh, any tips and tricks and, and, you know, angles I should play for that. Um, and the other side of my question is also off of Etsy. I have a bigger, more capable shop now, and I want to get back into furniture and commissions. And what do you guys recommend as far as it's 2023, the best way to market yourself in this new year? What do you think the key things to hit? Other than Facebook Marketplace, because that place is the worst. <laughs> but I'll probably use Facebook Marketplace because it's better than nothing. But what do you guys recommend? I'm going to throw it to Pete. All right. So uh, first thing I'm going to say is to jumpstart your Etsy is just start listing things on Etsy. And every single small to medium-sized job you have coming up, run through Etsy as, as if it's Venmo or PayPal. Uh, if you're trying to establish yourself, get reviews and get sales, it's a great way to list a custom listing for someone that someone would purchase. And maybe they would even post a photo of the item being listed there. When you are getting established that and you already are making things and you're used to doing Venmo transaction, cash, whatever, uh, that's a great way to do a like someone just charging their credit card. It's a very painless thing for the consumer. Um, on the other end, but also you're earning a sale and potentially a review. And, it's, and just be transparent with it. Like, hey, I'm going to my Etsy shop. Would, if you don't mind, I'm just going to list it. I'm just going to have you purchase it. Pay that fee. I know it's a bummer, but pay the fee. List that listing there. Make it a custom one, whatever. Make the photo. It doesn't really matter. It's just as long as they buy and they leave you a review, uh, that could be huge for growing your shop. So I highly recommend that. As far as marketing yourself, you mentioned you just moved. And one of the things that I started doing is I started talking to any and every small business around me that I can get in the door and meet the owner and just kind of chat with them, started making friends. And in the last, like I've been here for about a year and a half within the last six months, I started handing out business cards and it's paying dividends because they all now know me, you know, unfortunately more at the liquor store than the, the farm, but still <laughs> they, like, but they know me, you know, like I got to meet the owners. Oh, uh, that's the guy who likes that's the, the Zima. Guy. Yeah. It's the same at the liquor store. And then, you know, Oh, whatever their names are at the other places. It's sad that I know them better too. But no, but I'm, I'm kidding. But realistically, like start talking to local businesses because those might be some of your bigger, more common sales. Or if you're known to them, if someone asks them like, hey, do you know anyone that does this? They will recommend you. So try to get in with your community, depending on how small or big your town is. doesn't matter. Just start to get in with, get in with some businesses that are in the area. I think that's a great way to market yourself and get off of marketplace on Facebook because it's awful. Is this still available? Dan, is this still available? Go. Yeah. Facebook marketplace is awful, awful, yeah. awful. I don't list anything there. I cannot stand that place because yeah, is this still available? It's just, just garbage. Um, and a lot of people think that Etsy's garbage, but you know, whatever. That's how they feel. Uh, little tips and tricks for Etsy. Everything, every little thing matters. Packaging, um, little notes that you put in with every order. I put in every, and I think Pete does the same thing. As a matter of fact, I know he does because I got this from Pete. Put in a little thank you note and say, hey, thank you for ordering from me and please give me a review. Just a reminder to people to review their purchase. It goes 
a long, long way. Those reviews are regarded heavily on Etsy. Um, and like Pete talked about, uh, anytime you make a sale, try to transfer that to Etsy. Uh, I get people reaching out to me all the time, asking me if I could do certain custom one-off things. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll make you a custom Etsy listing. You can buy it from there. That's a great way to do it. Uh, we've talked about this before. On Etsy, it's ABL. Always, Always be, be listing. listing. Yes. Etsy loves that, that uh, you know, constant influx of, like, products and stuff. So if they see that you're an active shop and you're constantly listing stuff, they're going to promote you. They are. And then, also, don't be afraid to throw a few dollars at Etsy advertising. It sounds like a lot of money. If you're doing a dollar a day, that's a $30 a month. Man, that's a couple coffees a week. You got this. A dollar a day. I am up to like $10 or $12 a day, but it, it's worth <laughs> it. It's worth it. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I don't have anything else other than Etsy because that's... That seems to be where I focus all my all my energy these days. So it works. Don't fix it. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to Mike and see what he says. Uh, if you want to focus on Etsy, I would just focus on Etsy. I wouldn't really focus on Facebook Marketplace. That seems like a nightmare. Oh, they can't, it is. There's no like entity that's gonna. There's no entity that's going to get your back if they try to like murder you or steal you. I don't know. They're not gonna like. There's no like. There's with Etsy at least they kind of have your back a little bit. You know. Um, not so much with that other platforms that I, any other, I mean, what else is there? Just running your own website. I don't even consider Facebook marketplace a place to sell goods you've made. Is it, is that a thing people I do? I mean, people, people use it, but it's, people use it for, I would sales. use it for selling stuff that you couldn't sell in a garage sale. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, hey, I need to get rid of this couch, not hey, I made a bespoke shelf. Uh, anyway, use, just, use I'm not going to be able to add more to than Pete or Dan. Send business to your Etsy or a website where like post on like Dan's the king of this. He'll go to like a festival site and be like, oh, I just made a zero clearance insert for my festival Capex. And uh, <laughs> then a bunch of people are like, I want that. Where can I get it? And he goes, oh, I guess if you want to buy one, here's my link. And then I'm he done pins that it. Time or two. <laughs> yeah, and then and then everyone buys it. Like that's he's the king of that. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't add more than Dan or Pete. I can't add more than Dan or Pete. They're they're on their Etsy game way more than I am. Uh, the next question is from Daniel Taylor. What's going on, y'all? Daniel with Taylor Custom Crafted. I hope everyone has had an awesome New Year. Um, hopefully no one made any stupid resolutions. Anyways, uh, my question is this. I have probably one of the cheapest grizzly six-inch bed joiners they make, and I just cannot get consistent results out of it. When I try to edge joint for glue up, it's probably 50-50. Half the time it, it's good and half the time it's not. I make sure the fence is at a 90 degree to the bed. I'm even using one of those fancy woodpecker tools. It should be accurate, right? <clears throat> so anyways, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm considering selling this hunk of junk and just setting up a jig system with a match fit uh, kit 
to maybe get some better consistency out of edge joining boards for glue up. Another reason to do this is to add uh, some more to the funds uh, to buy a laser. That's what I'm trying to do now to expand the business. What do you think I should do? Pew pew! Pew 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 pew! Okay. <laughs> I appreciate the extras. I don't know what that was, but Doesn't I matter. want more of it. But it's provocative. It's uh, people going. Dan, <laughs> I want you to answer this. First. Look, I'm not. I'm not trying because to talk. I'll be you real up. honest. I wasn't paying attention, and I don't know what he asked. <laughs> Dan, Daniel, I'm not trying to talk you out of buying a laser or anything else, but it almost sounds to me like your blades and that grizzly jointer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume that the blades are straight knives, right? It almost sounds to me like the blades in that jointer are not coplanar with the table itself, which is... Coplanar is just a fancy word for dead nuts flat. Yeah. The, so, like, if you're taking your square and you're trying to square up your table with your fence and that, that comes out perfectly square, but every time you run a piece through it, you don't get something square, it screams to me that the blades are not coplanar with the table. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like yeah, there's there's some there. I mean, I know that those cheaper. Well, I'll go. I'll go on my thing. Yeah, go if ahead. you want to sell it, sell it. But I would look into, you know, trying to square that up a little bit before I would go down that road. But yeah, for sure, there are better jointers out there. Um, I don't have any other answers other than that. I want to see what Mike has to say. I've heard stories of the. Uh, that the the cheaper grizzly joint are not being great. So my understanding is that you need to shim some things. I don't know how that process works. I know there's videos out there on it. So I believe that the bed, you know, the beds need to be coplanar, obviously. Right. Uh, but my understanding is that one has a, will have a tilt to it. So uh, that is going to cause issues for sure. Um <clears throat> I would just do a little like I know that 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 jointer has issues and that people have fixed it, so it's probably worth your effort. Um, if the time to fix it takes longer than just selling it and buying another jointer, I would just do that. Um, was his question whether or not to just get a laser and not a jointer? No, no, no. So uh, his question was: uh, he has a cheap six-inch jointer. He can't get good mm -hmm. edges. He was asking if it's worth like to just invest like a micro jig jointer sled thing while no no is he not joining his faces because if he's not joining his faces then he's not going to get a good edge you need to join your faces Possibly, before yeah. your edges dude well if you your could. faces yeah, that could be are a possibility not, if, if he's not joining his faces and then going to his edges yeah. it's going to push off of his fence on his 90 fence and make it that's so he true doesn't get that's a true that's true edge yeah you need to join your faces before your edge always joint face then edge then you plane or line rip your other parallel line, and it's then all about you plane. Reference surfaces. You need to do face then edge, <clears throat> face then edge. If you're doing edge and then face, you have to have a flat face to get your edge joint square. You have to because it's more I reference surface. So that yeah, so yeah, you have to have that reference against that fence. You need to, so if you're not doing that, you need to do your but then he face had, joint and then your edge joint. He had some other questions though, Pete. What, what uh, then those? he then he also asked about if you know because he's he's looking to save some money. And he's basically trying to avoid to get it. Way well, I understood it, avoid getting a new joiner because he wants to get a bigger laser. 
So is it just cheaper? Is it better? Like, oh, is a joiner sled, like a micro jig joiner sled for the table saw fine? So I don't You need to. a joiner in your shop. I mean, actually, I don't know what Daniel makes, but if you're in a wood shop, you have to have a joiner. It's it's like the first tool your pieces of wood I, need to hit in your I shop. I agree with Mike. I agree it, with Mike. It, it just needs – you have to have a joiner in a wood shop. If he's making tchotchkes, then what about I don't know that you have to have a joiner in your shop. Or paddy wax. And paddy wax. paddy wax. Damn. <laughs> We're so on um, the same page. I love it. <laughs> no, no, listen. Uh, I I think there's just you can't have a wood shop without a good joiner. You just have to have a joiner. You ha- and and honestly, the micro jig thing is cool. I just did a video on the multi jig that I made. Yeah. I just did a video on it. The multi jig, I use that system to edge live edge often. Um, but Mike is 100 percent right. If you don't have a flat but, edge to reference, yeah. you're you're not going to get. If you don't have a flat face, sorry, to reference, you're not going to get a, a square edge. You're just not. Yep. Yeah. Pete, sorry, hit your thoughts out. No, my so my <laughs> answer is all of the above, as silly as that sounds. You need to dial in that joiner. If you want to use it, those six-inch joiners could be fine. You gotta put in the work to dial that thing in. You your your beds are either your uh your blades are too high or too low, or your beds are off and they're not squared up. Get a nice long six uh six foot level, put a light behind it, see where there's light, and try to fix it up. When you turn your blades manually, it should make that thing actually walk slightly over, just ever so slightly. Just should just be just be touching the uh, the uh, the level. If you're moving it a lot or not at all, you need to dial it in. So uh, if you have trouble with that, reach out to me. I'll I'll give you a tip on it because I used to have a smaller joiner that needed a lot of maintenance. That's the first thing. Second thing is you're also going to make that joiner sled with micro jig stuff because honestly they're they're super easy to get to make the cost of entry is not that expensive. use my link use mike's link you can get this stuff uh or use my link petrie so that's fine but I'm yeah you, to, or but, Pete's, I don't know but use mike make, yeah make that sled because it'll still come in handy because sometimes you just need to like the the fence on your table saw is going to be longer than a fence on your joiner and it's worth actually making that for certain projects so i highly recommend just having one of those in your shop the last one is and this is kind of a left field answer, but depending on what planer you have and how wide that piece of wood is, you can make a pretty simple sled for jointing edges in a planer. It's not my first choice, but if you have a couple boards, you can actually, it's a, it comes at like a slight angle. So you're starting on like the right side of the, of the blades and cutting all the way across until the end of it is on the left side. You can get a nice joint that way. And the last one is, and this is very 18th century solution, get a damn jack plane. Everyone needs to have a jack plane in their shop. There's no reason you can't joint two boards by hand. You joint them, put them together. If you see light coming through, clean up that area. That's how grandma and grandpa did it back in the day. You can still do it now. That's how I actually built my first ever cutting boards before I had a joiner. So, no, I'm, I'm serious. Grab a joiner. Why not? Grandpa Why not Pete. a hand tool? Grandpa That's Pete. I made my first when cutting board. Both ways uphill. Both up. Both <laughs> hills up way. Yep. <laughs> That's it. But get a joiner. Get a joiner plane. Number five jack. Get them for fifteen bucks at a yard sale. Next question. Uh, the next question is <laughs> from Jake Miller. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jake from a sweet shop. Um, been a while since I called in, so figured I'd. Uh, yeah, jump in here with a 
goal for 2023 that I've set and uh, see what your guys' thoughts were on that as well as, uh, you know, how you would go about doing things. So I, um, like most other woodworkers, you know, the biggest thing I struggle with is trying to like actually make stuff for myself and for my wife. And, um, what I've found over the last, I don't know, year or so is I generally take more risks, try different things, different techniques, that sort of thing with work for myself um, that I wouldn't necessarily do for a customer just because I don't, I don't necessarily have the confidence in myself, if that makes any sense. Um, So how would you go about kind of finding a balance between doing work for yourself and kind of pushing the limits of what you know and what you're capable of doing um, to make your your projects better overall versus, you know, a customer project that you're going to hustle and get things done just to, you know, have money coming in, keeping the bills paid. So just be interested to uh, hear what your thoughts are and uh, let me know. Thanks, guys. Dan. Don't go to me first. I don't. Oh, he's not ready. <laughs> I wasn't okay. ready. I'll go. I'll go first. Mike, you, Mike. Um, what about you? Um. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of depends. Like, so sometimes I actually right now I so I I built this farmhouse style table over the summer, and um, I've now built it like four times. And it's a design that I came, I mean, it's a farmhouse style table. So farmhouse style table, farmhouse, it looks like another farm. So I designed a base for it that I actually really liked. And uh, the d- the design is entirely mine. I didn't take someone else's design and fudge with it. I just took the design and made a design that I thought would look nice for this. So we've built it multiple times now. And it's kind of become a thing now. Like I, I don't have any creative liberties I can take on that piece. Uh, I already took my creative liberties on it. When I designed the base, I did everything I could. It's got a breadboard ends. It's got a farmhouse style base made out of solid hardwood. I won't do it out of pine or anything like that. So I've got my, uh, I've got my limitations on it. Like farmhouse style tables. I don't want one in my house, but truth be told, I actually really enjoy making them. So I already took my creative liberties. So the problem is now with that is now I've got this product that actually sells itself now. Every time I make one and share it, it sells a couple weeks later, it seems like now. So um, I can't really expand upon that product anymore because it's kind of locked. So um, we also just did like a bunch of tables that went to a really cool location. Um, and that creatively felt really good because we the tables were very boring. They're just big uh, mm-hmm. Cook cutting boards. They're just big cutting boards with metal legs, you know. So there's no creative juices flowing there. We just, I just milled up a bunch of salvaged lumber and just kind of made a product, you know. But it went to a cool place. So that was that actually kind of fulfilled my creative, you know, needs for that project. Um, we did these Monopoly boxes. That thing took a year. The design was entirely mine. Um, everything about that project, in terms of the final product, was mine entirely. And it, but it took a year, you know, so that part was exhausting, but the actual product was entirely designed by me and that creatively felt really good. 
Uh, there were constraints, like the customer had constraints. They had, you know, they had to fit the fake Monopoly or not, sorry, not, not Monopoly, Paradiseopoly money in there. Uh, they had to fit all these different things in there. You know, we had to fit a bot, you know, it had to be a, a 10 by 20 inside. We had all these constraints, but I had to design everything within those constraints. So I got to be creative with that, you know? So, um, I do go a little wackier with my personal stuff. Um, but that's, unfortunately the nature of of commissioned work is like you're going to have a person telling you what they want it's not super often that you're going to get a customer go hey i need a table just build me a table that's just not going to happen they're just they're just not going to do that so you're going to have some constraints that you have to work in so for me what i find is i try new methods of building it and that means new joinery methods uh you know obviously you can knock out a lot of stuff with the domino more and more lately, I'm finding myself not using the domino as much. I'm kind of doing more traditional methods to make it more fun. Um, I'm using the panther router too, which isn't a traditional joinery method, but it does attain traditional joinery, which makes it more creatively fun for me as well. So I think it depends on – my answer is it depends on what you find to be a creative expression of what you're doing. And for me, I find different creative expressions in different ways through the project. So for me, it's almost always enjoyable, even if I'm making something I don't necessarily enjoy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like I find ways to like look at it in a new way, you know, like we had to do that farmhouse style table dining. It was a table, a L shaped bench and three chairs. I got to build three chairs for the first time. I love building chairs. Now I like can't wait to get the next chair commission. And in fact, I'm working on a quote right now for a bunch of custom chairs and it's going to be my biggest single job ever. And I'm just super excited about it. The chairs are going to be entirely, well, they're bar stools. They're going to be entirely designed by me. Um, but they're within the customer's constraints. And frankly, I don't like her style. Um, so I'm probably gonna have to make this thing that I'm really excited about because I do like making the chairs, but I'm not going to like the final product. I know I'm not gonna like the final product, but I do know that I'm going to like making them because the process of making chairs to me is creatively fulfilling. So I have to look past how it's going to look at the end. Cause for me, it's going to be a, pro- a thing where I get to enjoy the process, but not the finished piece. And sometimes I'm able to enjoy the finished piece, but not the process. So I just have to adjust my outlook on it, if that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, Pete. So, yeah, I was kind of going to use you as an example, but like <clears throat> you do such a volume where you, you kind of have to experiment on some of these projects for the customers, but also you're actively trying to get yourself out of the, like the direct workflow of the jobs so that you can build and experiment. And I think it's very important to, right. especially like Jake, Jake is basically like full time doing his work now. And a lot of his work right now is CNC work, cabinetry, like he's getting into a lot of that stuff. But like when your work yields a certain amount of volume, you need to literally schedule like for three hours this day, I'm just going to futz around. I said futz. It's fine. It's a Jersey term. But like, you're just going to futz around. You're going to figure out joinery. You you should be able to build a small piece of furniture or a table or something. And something I'm actively trying to do, like I am setting time aside to be like, I want to practice a dovetail right now, which I've done in the last two months. And I've just, I haven't even posted about it. It's just for me. I need to get back into furniture making because I fell out of love with it when I hated my space because I had no space because it was shared. So like now getting back into it, I'm having to find, I'm I'm making projects that are a little smaller. I'm working my way uptown 
you know, like slowly making my way through like the things I want to remember how to do, how to do right, how to experiment, try some new tools, um, especially some hand tools. I miss using hand tools so much. So I think schedule some time to try some weird projects and or at the very least, schedule time to make projects for yourself. Actually set aside, like sit down with your wife, be like, what do we want to do? Let's let's go from biggest to smallest, smallest to biggest, doesn't matter. Set some projects on a list and try to knock those out and set time aside to do that where you're not thinking about the cabinet you have to make or the CNC you have to run. Just do it because you want to do it because you want to learn and you want to figure out a different way to do it. So if you schedule the time to teach yourself or honestly take a class, either one is fine. Uh, You're going to find that you're going to be getting kind of like reinvigorating the love for, for, for figuring out new ways of doing things and joinery and all that. Dan, what about you? I need the cliff notes of what his original question was. He struggles with making pieces for himself and his wife with the business getting busier. Um, Oh, is that what he asked? I thought he said, well, that's what was the first part of it. Basically he, 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 um, he wants to do most, he used he to saying, do most of the experimentation and like trying new things on personal projects, but he doesn't have time for them anymore because the business right. is too busy. And that's when he used to experiment the most, try new things <clears> and <throat> develop new techniques. And he can't do that now because he's too busy. So what's his question? How would you, how do you find a balance between doing client work that you know how to do and knocking out and doing personal work where you get to try new things and push your limits a little bit. Oh yeah. Totally misunderstand. Setting aside time for that. You know, you can't, you can't work yourself to the bone and then, and then not be creative. You have to set aside personal time for creative work. I mean, I got into this because I'm a creative person and I like to create things. That's, you know, that comes from the photography stuff. You know, photography is a creative field. And if I can't be creative, then it's just humdrum and I, I hate my life. So I set aside time every week to be creative, even if that is just sitting down and creating something in Aspire so that I could cut it out on the CNC. I mean, <clears throat> to me, that's creativity. Um yeah, you just have to set you just have to set parameters, man. Absolutely. I I think then that's the thing. We're too we're all too yep. focused with Instagram on making the sale and the business doing well. I literally have a a a important task, a growth task and a fun task that I try to knock out every time I'm in a shop. Important being stuff I have to get done. Growth is stuff that helps me grow, teaches me a new new skill or something. And if something else is like, you know, I really wanted to organize that shelf. That's a fun task. But like, try to try to knock out those three. Do something that gives you some growth, not just important business, got to get this done and make money thing. Because that's not what it's all about. Awesome. Amen. The next question is from uh, Kay, uh, Little Bug. Sorry, what's Kay, Braden. Uh, Braden. Braden? Braden. Braden from Little Bug, yeah. yes. I apologize, Braden. I should know that How by now. could you? Hey guys, it's Braden with Little Bug Woodworking. Uh, if you can't tell, I like to reminisce. So uh, I'll try and be more brief than last week, but here's my question. What is a goal that you set in the past for your business as a woodworker that you had absolutely no idea how you were going to accomplish? And what did you do to 
to help make sure that you can meet that goal. Like I love saying stretch goals. Um, what do you do to help you meet stretch goals? Also, I'd like to know, Mike, has your F hole ever recovered from the damage that was caused in episode four, I believe. Thanks guys. Have a great night. Uh, first of all, I don't know what a stretch goal is. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. What is a stretch goal? It's like an F hole. I was thinking like, that's the goal you set for stretching out your, nope, never mind. I think it's a goal Go with no set, set down. I'll ask him. High I'll effort and him. high risk goal. I just Googled it. It's a high effort and high risk goal. Goal. Not ghoul. Oh. Ghoul. Ghoul. <laughs> high risk ghoul. <laughs> Sorry. I don't I don't know uh, if I have stretch goals. I barely have goals. I've stretched sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I got a quick answer for this one. Uh Pete, yeah, go. Yeah, honestly, it's my shop. It's building a shop on my property. I literally don't even know where to start and where to begin. And I get that's that's the same thing. Like, I don't know where to start. And even something as simple as Mike earlier saying, just get a contractor, get someone that knows what they're doing. That's great advice. Like, I I don't know where to start. And I, I keep thinking that I have to do all of it myself. And I honestly don't want it. And it terrifies me. And I keep hearing numbers, anything from 25,000 to 150,000. And oh. I have no idea what to even aim for. Um Honestly, somewhere in between. Was, somewhere in between. Yeah, I was going to start asking around, but like, just, you know, I think I need, like Mike is right. I need to start interviewing some contractors to get that stuff done for me because I have no real desire to figure out all the crazy details myself. I don't want to have to deal with my electric company, all that other stuff. So that, I don't know how to build my shop, but I'm going to lean into the community and the people I know that have done it before to, to get it done properly. Dan? Uh, well, Brayden, um, we're sharing a, a room together at WorkbenchCon. I'm going to share my stretch goals with you in Atlanta. That's weirdly sexual. Ew. <laughs> I don't. It's so gross. We've, we've already shared our goals, so I, I don't know what else to add. Um, the insert my, king of Sarpy County. Mike. Mike. I think my stretch goal would be the building, but it's almost like it has to happen kind of thing. So I don't know if it's a stretch goal. You know what I mean? Um, but it is high risk. I'd though. say it has I don't to really, happen. Yeah, I don't know if it's high risk. I mean, I guess it is because it's a lot of money. Like the business could fold, and then I have all this debt. So yeah, it's high risk. So we'll say yes, it is because it's probably going to be like three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand dollars to build that thing. Um, I'm so, out. Um, it's just one of those things. It's it's got to be. It's got to happen for the business. I mean, uh, I don't want to talk about that on the show. But uh, I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, um, I don't want to go into like money and stuff. It <clears> kind of <throat> starts to feel make things weird. But um, three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say it's not a big deal. It's just not like a huge issue for the business. It's just not. So um, it's just got. It's one of those things. It is does have a lot of risk though, and it's scary. Uh, it's. My money, <laughs> give me my money. So I, it's like scary to put those things out there, but I need I need to make it happen. So um, I, I don't know how I, I just do it. Like I don't I've never I've always been the kind of person that's like when I when I think when I put something to my mind, I just do everything I can to make it happen, and that means losing sleep. That means working as hard as I possibly can. That means putting my nose down. That means whatever. It just I it just is. It, I get so laser focused on things 
that I can't not accomplish these things. So it's and, and when I start to feel like I'm not accomplishing it, I start to double down and go even harder on things. So I have this very, very goal oriented. So it, it's really hard for me to like, um, uh, not accomplish those things. The other side of that is, is I don't sleep a lot sometimes and I do get really stressed out sometimes. Is that healthy? No, probably not, but whatever. I want to accomplish my goals. So <laughs> that's just what I'm at. Like I kind of choose what I want to do and that's the thing I want to do is to hit my goals for me. So that's where I'm at. So, um, I don't really know have have much of an answer other than to say that like just keep chipping away at it and do your research. Like, what do you need to do? Like, what like you're not going to get. What is the saying? You Rome wasn't built in a night or a day or whatever. You know, you're not going to do any of these things. Needed sunlight, so they're overnight. Like you need to. Yeah, yeah. You can't see at night. You're not going to do any of these things immediately. It just doesn't work that way. You need to be patient. You need to understand that there's going to be time that goes into these things, and it just that's just how it goes. Like, that's just how it goes. You need to go like, okay, I spent X amount of time today working on the thing that I'm trying to get done. That's this far out. And then tomorrow it's going to be only this far out. And then the next day it's going to be this far out. And then you're going to be six months from then you're like, I just accomplished it, you know, and you're done, you know? So it's just, you just got to do it. You have to do it. So anyways, that's my stretch goal thing. Um, we have two more questions, guys. Quick. Should we co- kill it from here and no, move so to the next quick. one? These are all both like, it, Okay, really fast. They have to go really fast. This is super long. Mitch Heil. Heal. What's up, guys? Mitch Heil here from Horndog Maps. And I know we're talking about 2023 goals and resolutions for our business. And I think I have a pretty good one for me. Um, So my goal in 2023 is I kind of want to obviously expand my business. And one of the channels that I want to get into is Etsy. Now, I already have my own website, and I do very well over there. But I want to kind of get into the Etsy market just so I can expand into the people who are already on a shopping platform and they are willing to spend their money. Now, the difference between other people, so say take Daniel, for example, where he has his bow ties, he has his inserts, he has CNC files, he has all these other things, that lots of various different items so he can have lots of listings. Where I'm different is I basically have one product. I make 3D lake maps and... I can change it up a little bit as far as the color, the frame options, all of that stuff. But the big thing is I have 800 different lakes in my inventory right now that I can cut. Um, And Etsy doesn't let you select between 800 different options. So how does it work listing multiple things where instead of having lots of listings about lots of different products, I have basically one product. So what would your tips be? Do I just make the same listing over and over again or just change it up slightly or I, I that's where I've been having trouble with this one. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Thanks. Dan. Do it by state and add the variations per state. Most states don't have more than like 50 lakes. You know, obviously Minnesota, you're, you're going to get into trouble there. Uh, <laughs> whereas Minnesota, you could do it by county. But you could have each state have its own listing, I think. Pretty simple, straightforward. Pete? Uh, I think this is a perfect example of when you need to look into more um, in-depth stuff like E-Rank. E-Rank is a website where basically it'll tell you what is ranking highest in searches. And uh, it links with Etsy, so it'll tell you uh, how many other people are listing that thing, how many people are searching for a certain thing. And uh, I agree with Dan, and I think Mike said this earlier in a pre-show, like going by state is very smart, smart way to do it. Um, 
but start looking at the more popular lakes, look at stuff, you know what sells the most. Start listing that and building your inventory and then start looking at what the more popular, you can literally just type in states and names of lakes and uh, it'll give you like how it ranks and if it's even worth putting on there over other ones. So maybe there's a lot of people cutting Lake Michigan, but maybe there's no people cutting Lake Tranquility or whatever. So it's worth looking into and how many people are searching it. So uh, check out E-Rank. I think there's a subscription or there's a free version. I don't know, but it's worth, uh, in your case, definitely worth checking out. Mike? I don't really have much input here on the, set, on the Etsy thing, but um, you said break it up state. as much as you can. I, I mean, I, you can do what? 10? You can do 10? 10, 10 variables, right? Yeah. You do state and, and then, then a bunch of lakes per state. 10? Can you do 10 and then t- sub variables, right? Well, then you can do size, 10, I guess. Right? So he could do state and then lake and then size, I guess. It's pretty limiting. If I, I That's why it was my main reason for jumping, like really jumping onto my website because I could do whatever I want on my website. But now I just kind of don't do either. So I'll just leave it to these guys. Listen to them. The next question is from Nick Pachi. Hey, guys. Nick from The Working Green. Um, hope you all had good holidays. It's been a little bit since I've called in, so I thought I'd give you a shout. Um after being off with the new baby for a little bit of time, I'm headed back to work full time next week. Uh, but I do still have some orders in the shop that I got to finish up. Um, and I was wondering, do you focus on each individual project all the way till the end, um, just to maintain focus on you know each specific thing, um, or do you work on multiple projects all at the same time to try and get them done all at a sooner date? Um, just trying to optimize my time in the shop and increase my productivity, trying to keep that life work balance. Thanks guys. Pete. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Nick, that, uh, working on multiple projects all at once has done okay for me ever since I started focusing on one project, knocking it out from start to finish as far as I can. Um, it has made me more productive. So the more you can focus on one single thing, the faster you can knock it out. I personally enjoy doing multiple things all at once, but the shop gets real busy real fast that way. Dan, do you have any input on that? Uh, I do multiple projects all at once just so I don't feel like a bum. It, it makes me feel, for some reason, it makes me feel more productive. And yeah, I feel better about life that way. It's not necessarily the best way, but that's the way I do it. Uh, Mike, obviously Mike does multiple projects all at once because he's got the space and the people. He's also got the people. Well, I mean, I've always done multiple projects, but um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how my business has to go. So you just kind of, I mean, what's his question? Like, do I do multiple projects? Do you do one project at a time or do multiple projects at a time? No, it's just not possible. Like we just, you just can't, for for me, it's just not possibility. If we're doing one project, I'm stressed out that we don't have enough work. So uh, that's just not a thing. Like we have two large contracts constantly going and then we have five or eight other things going on at the same time. So that's kind of, we just constantly are doing multiple projects. That's just how a production shop has to work. Unfortunately, Um, there's one employee might be working on their own project. Like Matt is working on a project today and Sean worked on like three projects today at it and kind of wrapped them up smaller stuff that we can do in like a two hour period or like a a full day period. But yeah, we, but now when it was just you, you kind of focused more on like one major project at a time. Still had Etsy sales and the random things here and there, but I feel like you really focused no, I'd have, on one I'd thing. have multiple projects going on at a time. I mean, like when I was doing a table, I'd have a table and then multiple other things going on at a time. I mean, that was 
in the beginning, like there was a time when I didn't have enough work for that. Like I wouldn't, but I mean, when I, as I like, I start, as things started to go, as I was going to start to transition towards going full time, like I'd be doing a table and like all of my Etsy orders or my smaller online or the smaller commissions. But there was always, there's just, I I have ADD in the shop. Like I, some, here's the facts. I get kind of bored with the project uh, sometimes. Like I'll be on a project. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Or I'll hit like a, a operational block where I can't think about how I'm going to do the next step. And it's not because I don't know how to do it. It's because I need to do something else. I can't work. I can't like go. If I've just got done assembling something, I don't typically like going right into sanding. <laughs> you know, if I've gotten done assembling, sure. I kind of like, okay, I'm done with this project for now. I'm going to move to another project because I need to get my mind out of this project. Um, and it's how I reset for projects and how it's how I keep projects actually really productive. It sounds kind of counterintuitive, but if I keep things, if I if I do another project in the middle of projects, it keeps the projects moving faster because sometimes when I'm stuck on the same thing, it slows me way down. I don't know if that makes sense. That's just how it is no, for it me. Sense. Like if I'm still, if I spend a whole day on one project, I go insane. I just, I go insane. I have to bounce between things. That's just, it, for me, it's better. Mentally, it's better. So <coughs> that's where I'm at. Um, I think that's it. Anyways. That's all the That's it for questions. Uh, and we already read the patrons. I don't know if we'll have a, a guest next week. Um, next week is the we'll post 12th, about it. So I'll try to land a guest, but I'll start shooting some messages out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but either way, we'll be back next week at our normal date and time, I believe. Right, guys? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You can't get cool. We'll be back next time. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys, uh, thanks for all your support. Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Check us all out on uh, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and TikTok Space and hey. Pinterest or Etsy and go to our websites and use our affiliate links for stuff. Whichever one you like the most, Petri. use their affiliate. Um, <laughs> go use that one. Uh, delete that out, Pete. Or uh, Dan, take, take out Pete saying Petri and put in, you know, have pay Will Ferrell to say our codes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love you, long time. provocative.